Welcome to the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, a licensed psychologist specializing in couples counseling. If you want better communication so that you have more love and less conflicts, download my app today, Keep the Glow, KTG, wherever you get your apps. Also, be sure to email me your questions that you want me to address on this podcast. You can email me to info at drwyattfisher.com. So today we're going to talk about what you need to do for a better sex drive. Sex in relationships is a huge topic. A lot of couples have problems in the bedroom. They have a lot of challenges, a lot of struggles in this area of their relationship for valid reasons. My relationship is no exception. A lot of you know my story where we've had a lot of challenges in the bedroom, but we have a better thriving physical intimacy relationship today than we ever have. But this topic of physical intimacy is part and parcel to my heart because it's been such a big part of my wife and my journey in our relationship. A lot of you know that she had sexual trauma growing up. We got married young. I responded poorly to that trauma. I was young. And then we had a lot of conflict, a lot of resentments in the bedroom. And we've worked through those and we are at a healthier place now than ever. So I'm passionate about this topic. So I hope you find this discussion helpful. So the first thing to do if you want to strengthen and improve your sex drive is you have to get your relationship in the right place. So what do I mean by that? That means you have to start by resolving your resentments. I've said this a thousand times and I'll say it again. It starts by resolving your resentments. It's hard to have sex with someone you resent. That's why I've created the reunite tool. Google it, reunite tool. You will find the tool. If you can't work through that on your own, go to my website, click on coaching, and you can work with one of my coaches because they are trained on helping couples work through their resentments with the reunite tool. Once you've worked through your resentments, the air has cleared. Now you want to start working on your friendship. You want to build in this friendship. You want to have good times with your partner. You want to go on dates. You want to have affection. You want to nurture emotional intimacy. If that's not in place, it's hard to have sex with your partner. Next, you want to integrate sensual time and wooing where you start flirting with each other emotionally and sexually. And you have this sensual time where you have a bath together or sensual massage or a shower together or cuddling because that creates a bridge from affection to sexual contact. So you're not going to have a strong sex drive in your marriage if those things are not in place. So your relationship has to be in place first to support a healthy sex life. So one thing you may need to do to start off with to have a healthy sex drive, a better sex drive, is you may need to first improve your relationship. Now, number two, assuming that's in place, assuming you have worked hard at your relationship to get it into a good place, now you're ready for number two. And number two, to have a better sex drive, you need to clarify expectations with your partner before sexual contact. So let's talk about what that means. Sometimes you may be thinking, hey, let's, let's do something playful and fun for our sexual contact. But your partner may be thinking something completely different. They may be thinking, I want tonight to be really romantic. I want us to really focus on our feelings for each other. Or another night, one of you may be thinking, I want tonight to be really erotic, really hot. I want to really spice things up and make it passionate. And that night, the other partner may be thinking, I just want things to be fun and playful tonight. We all have expectations when we enter into the bedroom. So the takeaway here is clarify your expectations with your partner. 
you may have different expectations. You have to talk about those expectations to get on the same page. And if you have different expectations, think about how can you compromise? How can you share power? How can you bounce the ball so that you're integrating a little bit of both of what you're desiring? One of you may want the encounter to be really emotional and intimate and meaningful, and the other one may want it to be very erotic and passionate. Both are valid. How can you integrate elements of both into your sexual encounter so that it's satisfying for both? A lot of us go into these sexual encounters with different expectations, but we don't talk about them. And that means later we're going to be disappointed because our expectations are not met or just one person's expectations are met and not the other one. And when you have repeated sexual experiences that are not pleasurable or they're not satisfying or they're not what you were hoping, that's going to lower your sex drive. It's going to make you not want sex as often because you're going to develop a negative association with it. Therefore, it's very important to express and make explicit your expectations your partner does the same before having intimacy so that you get on the same page. Number three, express what you feel and what you're looking forward to during sexual contact. So let's unpack this one. So clarifying what you feel, expressing what you feel. This means when your partner is doing something and you like how it feels, tell them. Say something positive such as, that feels good, or do more of that, or I love it when you do that. It doesn't have to be anything awkward. It doesn't have to be anything dirty or weird unless you want it to be, but it's a great way to open up and communicate. A lot of couples, while they're having sexual contact, they don't say anything. So there's a lot of mind reading and a lot of hoping that you're touching and doing the right things, but you really don't know. And if your partner is touching you in a way that you don't like, remember positive redirect with affirmation. That means if your partner is touching you somewhere or in a way that doesn't feel comfortable to you, you don't like that type of touch or you don't like being touched in that place, redirect their touch to a different place or redirect the type of touch so that it feels better and then you affirm it. So that's positive redirect with affirmation. So for example, If your partner is tickling your leg and you hate tickles and you want a firm massage, you would redirect it by guiding them to rub your leg firmly instead of the tickles and then you affirm it. Like, oh, that feels so good. I love it when you rub my leg firm like that. Oh, I love how strong your hand is. Whatever, whatever you want to say. But this is one way to communicate more during sexual contact is by expressing what you're feeling because that will tell your partner what's working and what's not working. And that's going to strengthen your sex drive because that's going to enhance your experience, which is going to make you have a more positive association, which is going to make you look forward to the next sexual encounter. The other way you want to express is you want to express what you're looking forward to during the sexual encounter. So for example, If your partner is touching you on the leg and that's feeling good, you've given them some positive redirect with affirmation, but now you're starting to think, wow, I can't wait until he or she touches my stomach. And so then you would say that, I can't wait for you to touch my stomach next. And then let's say they're touching your stomach and that's feeling really great. And the way they're touching your stomach is working and it's feeling wonderful. Now you're looking forward to them touching something sexual. So you would tell them, I am looking forward to you touching blank 
next. I can't wait for you to start doing blank to this part of my body next. So you start telling them what you're probably already thinking because that's a great thing to be doing during sexual contact is be listening to your body. What is your body telling you? Your body is going to communicate with you on where you want to be touched and how you want to be touched. Listen to what your body is communicating to you and then you communicate that to your partner. And the nice thing when you start expressing what you're anticipating is that builds arousal because your partner hears that. That makes them feel desired because you're talking about what you want them to do next. So then they're going to do that thing next. And then it creates this anticipation. So when that next thing starts to happen, your arousal goes up and so does theirs. So expressing what you want your partner to do next is a wonderful way to communicate more during your sexual encounter because your partner doesn't know what you want them to do next. So that's something you have to learn to get in touch with. What is your body telling you? What do you want next? Where do you want to be touched next? How do you want to be touched next? And then communicate that to your partner because it will build arousal. The fourth way to strengthen your libido is by unpacking the sexual experience after it. So this is one of my personal favorites because my wife and I had so many problems in the bedroom for so many years. Majority of the time, I thought we had a great experience and she would have a negative experience because she was working through so much trauma. And I would think that was amazing. And she would say that was horrible because for her, she had so much inner battles going on because of all these negative experiences from her upbringing. And so I really honed in on this last tip, which is unpack the experience after it. And what you do here is you apply the bullseye question to the bedroom. So you take turns asking each other, what's one thing you enjoyed and what's one thing that could have made that better? That's the bullseye question applied to the bedroom. This is huge. A lot of couples do not talk during and they do not talk afterwards. They fall asleep, they get up and go to the bathroom, they go on and do a different activity, but they don't unpack the experience. There's so much rich data right after a sexual encounter because both of you had a lot of experience in that encounter with what you liked and what maybe could have been better. But if you don't talk about it, you're not going to learn those lessons. You're not going to hear what could have been better. You're not going to hear what they liked. So you have to have some courage here. You have to have some strength to ask this question. Don't get intimidated. Don't get embarrassed. Don't get sheepish around this question because guess what? Your partner's going to think these things whether you ask or not. So isn't it wiser to ask and get the feedback than just having your partner think these things that you're not privy to? Because once you ask this question, what's one thing I did right? What's one thing you enjoyed? And what's one thing that could have made that better? When you ask that question, first of all, you're going to learn what you did right, what they enjoyed. That's going to be locked away in your mind because now you're going to make sure you do it again, which is good for both partners. And more importantly, when you hear what could have made it better, your partner could say all sorts of things. They may say, mm, I wish we would have camped out doing this activity a little longer before we transitioned. Or maybe they'll say, mm, I kind of didn't like the lighting. It made me a little self-conscious. Or maybe they'll say, you know, I kind of wish we would have cuddled a little more before we even started sexual touching. It felt like we kind of rushed into it too fast. Who knows? Sky's the limit. They could say anything, but every time they give you feedback and you give them feedback, it goes both ways. 
Now you're learning from your sexual encounter, and that means you can apply that content to the next sexual encounter to make it better. And that's going to be better for your sex drive because that's going to give you hope that you have a voice, that things are improving, that you're both changing. And from that perspective, your love life in the bedroom is going to continually be getting better. And that's what you want. You want your sexual intimacy to continually be getting better because that's going to strengthen and better your sex drive. So those are four tips to better your sex drive. Number one, get your relationship in the right place. Number two, clarify expectations before sexual contact. Number three, express what you feel during it, positive redirect with affirmation, and what you're looking forward to during it. And number four, unpack the experience after it. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast. If you want to find out if your relationship is in the green, yellow, or red zone, be sure to click the link in the description for my free quiz. Also, if you want more support from me, live support every week, and access to my best resources, join my marriage boot camp. You won't regret it. The link for that is also in the description. And remember, your marriage is alive. If you care for it and nurture it, it will grow. If you deprive it and neglect it, it will wilt and die. The choice is up to you.